Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You know it is my is Mason that, person. Is it caressing my locks? Yeah. I look. I looked them up to buy one, and it was like two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Yeah. Hence why really my hair is in a bun today. <laughs> I mean, can you even with you look like Elizabeth hair? Taylor over there? It's the hairbrush. Listener, she's wearing um, this gorgeous pink sweater with fluff all around her décolletage. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Um, you have lateral light though, so you're you will yeah. winning. I literally look like a swamp monster. <laughs> I wish that, I wish that we could put like filters on her. We could. We're just we just don't know. We're just not young enough to figure it out. I don't know. Uh, it's fine. I just need to get a ring light, like a normal person. So where are you? So my natural light today is coming. From London! Wee! I'm here, bitches. Are you having a good time? I'm having the time of my life. You know it. Good. Um, yeah, exciting turn of events since we last spoke. Will William got an invitation to perform at Wembley. So crazy. I know. It's really exciting. I'm so excited for him. And we dropped everything we were doing. Well, I forced him to drop everything he was doing in LA and come do it. Oh, there you go. You got filters. (laughs) They're not helping. No, they're making it worse. (laughs) Now your top looks orange. Okay. Is this better? A nice black and white. I feel like black and white makes everything better. No. I do feel like, no, this is more stunning, I feel like. Okay, Annabelle's gonna be in. Uh, no, I'll just be black normal. and white today. No, no, go ahead. So, like, what? Why is this happening? Everyone keeps asking me. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> because four years ago, he did the same thing. So, okay. Crouch, P- Crouch. There's a really famous football player named uh, yes, somebody Crouch. Yes, yes. Listeners who know him are gonna kill me for not knowing his name, but he has a podcast, mm-hmm. and every so often he does. A live podcast. Okay. And, and he gets, like, famous musicians and people and everybody to come guest and come on and off. And it's like a three, four-hour thing. And um, and then at the end, a big band is playing called Kasabian. And mm-hmm. so they did it at the O2 Arena last time. And Will and his band, White Eskimo, were the house band for the whole thing. Yeah. So they're on stage the whole time. They're playing everybody on and off. And then they open for the headliner. How did that come about in the first place? I don't know. Through their management or something. So they had done it before. And so they called them again and asked them. They called Will and asked him back with Mm -hmm. his band. But the interesting part was is that he's not with his band anymore. Yeah, they broke up. Yes, they broke up. Like not on good terms. And it's really been difficult for him since he moved to America because he's really sad about it. Not only is he yeah. 
not with the band that he was playing with for 10 years and they were so tight and so amazing on stage. You're like then, a family. Yeah, and then they ended on bad terms and everybody Oof. blocked him on social media and all this stuff, dramatic, dram- drama, oh drama God. musicians. And so these people, I'm forgetting the names of who Will's been talking to. Some like, like you know how Ryan Seacrest is like our number one radio guy in America? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the equivalent of that here, but I'm forgetting all the names. Called him and was like, we love you so much. We want you guys back for this. Can you do it with the same, like, can you guys do it? Can White Eskimo do it? And and wow. Will got off the phone with them and was like, uh, what do I do? We don't exist anymore. And I said, you got to mm-hmm. call, you got to call the guys. Yeah. Get them back. And so he did. And so they're back getting together. Back yeah, together. getting the band back. They're in rehearsals now. That's why I've come to London on my own, because I was not going to sit around for that. I came here to see theater and be fabulous on my own. But Ugh. it's been really... I said, I said we got to go do this it, for many more reasons than just the show. There's going to be closure in it for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, there's going to be healing. There's going to be. It's going to be great to end it the right way and play together again. And, and is that what's happening? Or it is. Yeah, he was pretty nervous about the first day of rehearsal yesterday, but he told me that they they hugged it out, they talked it out, they went for a pint. They and I'm just so happy for him because you know when your partner's sad, it's sad. It like really affects mm. your life too. And you just have to let them go through their own journey. But I'm just really grateful that this all came about for him because he's 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 had on his vision board, you know, his like vision stuff that he works on to play Wembley for a while. And and it happened. And I'm just so mm. thrilled for him. I'm so excited. So there was no way I was missing out on this trip. <laughs> yeah, so great. So how long are... How long are you in London? I'm just here for the day. I'm heading back to Manchester today. And mm-hmm. then I'll be back. The show's on Saturday. And where are you going to stay when you come back to London? I can't tell you because then my secret spot will be given away. But it is a little hole in the wall. I can see Big Ben out the window. Oh, that's fun. Like, is it where you are now? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, sick. I love that. Anyway, um, so that's me. What's going on with you today in your beautiful pink sweater? I've just been really griefy. I think that's why I look ugly. Well, I can tell that there's a lot on your mind, and I know that it's coming about that fun time of year. Best time of year, the holidays, especially Thanksgiving. Can I just say, like, how fucking rude it was of them to die at the beginning of the holidays? I know. It's just like... Bastards. You know, it's a really fucked up way to start the holiday season. And I like Christmas. And I just think that I, I really need them to understand that they're not gonna take Christmas away from me. <laughs> so wherever you are, you fucking rat bastards, I'm keeping Christmas. <laughs> fuck you. Literally, fuck you for that. You could have chosen um, like August. Easter. I don't give a fuck about Easter. Fourth of I, July. It could have been even even like September. 
Yeah. What's wrong with September? Could have been September, but no, it was no. Thanksgiving Day. March. March is nice. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm just feeling griefy. I'm sure. I've just been feeling a lot of um, things. Like, it's, you know, it's two years now coming up to, and it's weird because it feels like it was 1,000 years ago, but it also feels like it was yesterday still mm-hmm. um so that's a really strange feeling because you're like exhausted by this never-ending feeling but it also feels fresh and I know like I know that it fades because of my dad I know that it doesn't you don't always have that feeling there's just this early there's this like early to middle phase of of loss where it feels a bit like it, it's still now yeah um and i and you know it is it was only two years ago it's yeah. really not a long time at all i think just because there's been so much change in my life and in the world and it feels like such a long time yeah. it feels like i've gone through like 10 lifetimes, lifetimes since yeah so that's really odd and i think the feeling i've been having is kind of fuck like this is never going away (laughs) you know it's like Mm -hmm. you know you know that obviously you you know that but it's that feeling of like is this going to be every november for the rest of my life am i going to start to just feel myself just go and i have to assume that the answer is no it's always it's not like i'm going to forget that it's november but i don't think it's always gonna it's not gonna like take me down every November I'm sure there are some people who are totally taken down by it but you know as we've spoken about a million times I think that there has to be some kind of when it comes to like your own happiness you and for me for the grieving process I had to employ like a huge amount of discipline in order to survive and I don't think that stops like I think you have to take like take responsibility and employ discipline two years three years four years and just be like you know what I'm not gonna fucking become a puddle on the floor I'm just not right um and how and and that's not like blocking it out but it's like what are the steps I need to take in order to move through the month in like a healthy way and obviously that will take repetition and learning as each year goes by yeah how do I want to do this um so yeah I think it's just this feeling of like I don't know if you remember early on i I described it as just wearing this like heavy coat that you just like can't take off. The grief mm-hmm. is just this like heavy thing. And then as time goes by, it becomes this heavy coat that you can take off, but you do have to carry around everywhere with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just on the chair mm-hmm. or on the door or on the hooks by the front door. You know, it's right. there. Um, and even that is just like, uh, (laughs) there's, there's, there's just times where you're like, I can't do this forever. I I just, this cannot be how I feel. And then you wake up the next day and you feel better and, you know, it, it passes. It always 
passes and sometimes it's a couple hours and sometimes it's a couple of days or a couple of weeks and it's just it just have to you have to remind yourself when you're in that place that like this will pass and the grief doesn't pass but the he- the ebbs and flows of its like weight and potency absolutely do go in and out it's not just like all the time and then i think as time goes on more things become revealed to you you know like it is really annoying to me that it's like the beginning of the holiday season i'm just like this is how it's gonna start Mm -hmm. every year Mm -hmm. and i think it's fine it's just about learning how to do it and i think i honestly think i will wake up the day after thanksgiving and feel totally different in the way that I did. I don't know if you remember last Christmas, well, Christmas before last. That first Christmas, I felt like, like I was like suicidal. Like I was like, I'm gonna no, you No, you weren't even functioning at that time. No, like I can't. I People were feeding you. Yeah, <laughs> like I felt like I was dying. And, and then I woke up on the 1st of January and I was like, <sighs> I felt, totally different really and yeah because just getting through the holidays was Mm. really fucking hard Mm. it was really 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 hard um so and i think just the pressure of it being lifted on the first of january is is like okay that's over now Mm -hmm. and i think that's how i'll feel after thanksgiving is like okay you know yeah it's over yeah And then the other thing that's really been so kind of loud this last few weeks is how, like, I couldn't believe on Halloween, thinking about the Halloween before, you know, I I, some pictures came up. You know how your phone goes, hey, remember last year? Yeah. And it, like, shows you. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. I feel so violated. I'm like, you don't know me. It's just always fucking Ryan and Max as well. I'm just like, can you right. just fuck off? <laughs> I'm mad at you. Like, this is my private phone. Yeah. You don't get to um, just come here and no, they show do. up and it's anytime always, you like, fucking want. They'll, the other day, um, Alec and I were sitting at the pub talking about something really intense. And my phone started playing music in my bag. And I was like... Is my phone ringing? I was like, is your phone ringing? He's like, no. I went in my bag and it was a fucking slideshow of Ryan and music was playing. I was like, this fucking guy. (laughs) It's like, he's just like, hey, don't forget me. I have something to say about this conversation. You might be with someone new, but I'm in this relationship too. (laughs) (laughs) He's like... It wow. never is that though. It's always pictures of him that are like funny and silly, yeah. and I'm always just like, <laughs> the thing that I've really, really been kind of taking stock of is like, wow, so much can change in a few months, a few weeks, a year. Yeah. Halloween was the first party I'd been to last year, um, and the first time I'd like done anything like that. It was one of the first times I'd been out. Really? Except when um, I tried to take you to that yacht party. Yes. No, I need to take me. 
Um, but I mean, like, on a big night. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, I went to Fiesta and I got COVID. And then I went to Vegas. But that felt very, right. like, we're in a group. It wasn't like a party where mm. there are strangers and we're at a club and blah, blah, blah. And to think about how I felt then, which was, like, totally sh- shut down, totally shell-shocked, but wanting to start living my life again to the way I feel now is so crazy. Mm. And it's just only one year. And then even... Last time I went to London, I felt so much more self-assured. I felt confident. I knew I was. I knew where I was going. And then a couple months ago when I went, I was like, <sighs> like, like I'd never been to London. Mm. I was just, everything was overwhelming me. I was feeling like fragile. And, you know, when you, you do have times where you're feeling fragile still. Yeah. But it's just not like all the time in the way that it was before. So it's just so fascinating to me how um, so much can change in in a really short amount of time. I don't know if you saw my stories the other day. I found my, my wedding flatware that I had lost. I did see um, it. It was beautiful. Yeah. Tell us about that. So my sister had bought us, Ryan and I, some really beautiful flatware, knives and forks. And they were from this really nice company that was all like ethical and handmade and sustainable and just like really beautiful um and i we had been saving them and we'd left them in england because we were trying to move to england Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't want to i had a bunch of stuff in storage at my mom's house and i was like i want to leave this here so that when we come back we have things here and when we were when Alec and I were here in December of last year, I put everything away and like I re threw a load of things away and I reorganized and and I found them in my box where I left them and then This time when you when you found them again, were you alone or were you with No, Alec found them. He's always the one that finds everything. <laughs> Wow. And we've my whole family has been looking for them. We have been looking, looking, looking because we knew that we'd all seen them, but we just didn't like they weren't anywhere. Where were and they? We just like didn't understand. They were at the bottom of a bag in a hayloft in Wow. On my mum's in property. a barn. <laughs> in a barn, yeah. And we could all like picture them in different places and we just couldn't find them and it got to the point where we were like they're gone like someone's taken them or they've accidentally been thrown out in the renovations or whatever and we were just all kind of accepting that and then he found them the other day and I was just like fucking hell I thought it's so crazy that he found them this month of all months Mm -hmm. and he wasn't even looking for them we were looking for Christmas decorations but what is interesting about it is that when I put them away, I felt so, I looked at them and I was just like, I, I don't know if I can use these. This feels like very cursed and weird. And I just don't, it just makes me sad and it makes me angry and it makes me feel weird. And I'm just going to put them away. And then I lost them. And then when they turned up again, I was so excited and I was so happy to have found them. And now, you know, they're downstairs in the drawer and I'm going to use them. And I love them and I want to use them all the time. But it really just struck me because it's so, um, it's such a marker of like, wow, I wanted to just like throw these in the dumpster and get rid of them and never see them again. And now here I am feeling like, you know, I want to use them and look at them every day. It's, It's such a small thing, but it just was very symbolic to me of like, especially this month when everything is just feeling unending. 
Like yeah. the pain is unending. That it it isn't unending. Mm. Loss, sure, is unending, but the acute bouts of like pain and grief strickenness and all of that is 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 not unending. Um Wow, I have two questions. I, yeah. When you're ready. Do you think that the difference in how you feel about the flatware now is to do with the passage of this year and everything you've gained and learned in the grief process that you're able to feel differently about it now? I think, I just think it is, (laughs) it's just the worst one. Time heals everything. <laughs> like it's just I like, know. oh fuck off. It's the most infuriating is, thing to hear. It is kind of true. <laughs> like when I was when I first went to Santa Barbara, um, I don't know if I ever took you there, but there's this little Italian coffee shop that I used to love going to. Where you and, get the limoncello? Yeah. Um, and there was this lady there that we had known and actually was working at Ryan and my wedding. She worked Oh wow. Um, she was working at the yacht club and she was the waitress at our, our wedding. Um, so when I saw her again and told her what happened, obviously she was just like devastated. Yeah. And she shared with me that she was also a widow and she was young as well. She said to me in her beautiful voice and beautiful accent, I don't want to stand here and say to you, time heals everything, but it helps. <laughs> you know, and she just held my hands and she just said it helps i'm I not like gonna that. tell you it makes it all better and i'm not gonna you know say it goes away but it really does help and she said just believe me like trust me trust me trust me trust me wow. um and she was right it does help and every month that went by she was right she was right she was right and she's still right lovely ava um wow and so and then you know yesterday i had therapy and i was saying the same shit to jeff and i was like what the fuck? Like, what do I do? Like, how do I, how do I cure myself? <laughs> well, and he was like, yeah, it's just going to be time. And I was like, okay, I was really hoping for like a different answer from you. <laughs> I was really hoping that you could give me some kind of other information. This is not the same at all, at all. But when I was little, I was obsessed with real magic. Like, I wanted real magic. Not the bullshit they were selling me. It was fucking not real. And I would go to Disneyland into this magic shop. And I'd go to the counter and I'd go, okay, give me, like, the real stuff. And they were like, okay, so we have this, like, leash that walks an invisible dog. And I was like, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Like, I don't want the bullshit. I want the fucking Harry Potter real shit. Yeah, I was like five. I was yeah. five and I had my finger in these people's face. I was so fucking mad. I've never been able to get the real stuff. And that's what I feel it's like sometimes when you want like not that yeah. <laughs> bullshit answer. I want the real shit. Yeah. What's it was the- like a bit- Exactly. I was it's real magic. It's you yeah. want the real stuff. And he said to yeah. me all this stuff and I was like, Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It's really great, spiritual, esoteric, fantastic. What is the answer to the question in a way that I can just one, two, three, four, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Just like what's the how what's do the I formula? <laughs> I don't want to talk about like mag- like fucking souls and shit. Just time passes. Tell me how to make it end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell what's me the, how to end this 
right now. The time passing. Okay, great. How many time? How much time? Right, 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 right. What are we talking? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my next question. Is going back to the coat metaphor. Mm. I close my eyes and I see that fucking coat. It's a big, like wax jacket barber, and it's got huge pockets. On those big country wax jackets, they have big pockets, which is all your bits and pieces, and it's like you put your pheasant in it, and your fucking grouse in it, and your bullets in it, and it's like you have to have big pockets for lots of things, and it's like padded and lined and full of pockets, and it's got like the shoulder thing and a hood, and it's got every like appendage that could possibly make it heavier, and it's just... So? No, the pockets are empty, it's just so... Heavy. Oh, the pockets are empty. Okay. Empty. So you're saying that at first you're wearing the coat all the time. All the time. And then it moves to being able to take the coat off, but it's still in the room with you. Or you and when you go yeah. and when you go out, you have to wear it over your arm. You have to carry it, right? Carry it. Yeah. So what? If you even know the answer to this yet. What's the next step for the jacket and what ultimately becomes of the jacket? Do we know yet or is that to yeah, be you determined? you put it in a bin bag and you take it to the Goodwill and you say... <laughs> what ultimately becomes of the jacket? What do you think? I think that you hang the jacket in the cupboard under the stairs and it just stays there. You don't always have to carry it around with you forever, but it's there. It's there. It never goes away, but... And you can open it up and you can touch it and you can smell it and you can wear it sometimes if you feel like it. Um, And then you put it back in the cupboard under stairs and you close it. And I think that's ultimately where it ends up being. Mm -hmm. I had this boyfriend when I was a teenager and I remember sometimes I would go to sleep with his shoes on. Because I like, missed him so Oh, much. I see. Was he gone <laughs> a lot? He was just, we were teenagers, so he like lived with his mom and I lived with mine. Oh, I see. And he lived in London and I lived in the countryside. And it was before really like mobiles and stuff. So we'd like talk on the phone. But I didn't have anything except for some shoes that he'd left at my house. Wow. So you'd wear them to bed. <laughs> I'd fall asleep with like these shoes like hanging off the end of the bed. I bet you sniffed them too. No, I didn't sniff them. Yeah, right. I do sniff most things, but I actually didn't sniff them. Um, You're a sniffer. And I really am. Alec thinks it's so weird. He's like, why do you sniff everything? Like, my sisters do it as well. We all do it. We literally sniff everything. And he's like, you don't just sniff it. He's like, you put it literally, like, in your face, like, onto your, like, it touches your face. Like, Sarah as well, she'll smell something. She'll, like, rub it, and she'll, like... And I'm like, what do you do? That's touching your mouth. She'll be like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Will told me a really funny story about his cousin that when when his cousin was little, he had a hamster and he would put it up to his, he'd put it on his face and he'd (laughs) sniff it. And then his grandma would be like, stop sniffing that hamster all the time. She'd get really mad. But this little kid would sniff his hamster. (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, like a... You have you're a cat person, but like dogs <laughs> smell so good. Yeah. I don't know if you like your cat smells good to you, but like yeah. dogs smells so good. 
Um, I get that. I get why he was sniffing the hamster. Um, <laughs> it's a funny visual. Yeah. I said, I've got to write that into a TV show or no, something. No, you do. That is so really funny. Fu- it's so funny. <laughs> it's know. so funny. Yeah, I don't know. We're just like very sensory people. Like we use our senses. I yeah. think it's quite sort of animally. Like we all like to eat with our hands and we sniff things yeah. and we like really use our like animal instincts yeah very it's, cre- creature-like it is it's being it's it, that's what sensuality is is using your senses and you're a very sensual person very sensual well you are i'm not really i'm i'm a bit like disconnected from myself that way uh i'm like not really i have trouble grounding myself grounding in my into body. your body yeah and I heard Johnny Knoxville talk about that recently, too. Go figure. He would have trouble grounding into his body. He's wrecked his body. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't really respond to touch. Like, I'm not, um, what's it called? Tactile. Visual. Yeah, whatever the word is I'm looking for. Sometimes Will will be, like, Can't touching. even say the word. <laughs> I can't even remember the word. Also because it was taught to me in Scientology, so my mind has blocked it out. Um, You're either audio, visual, or kinesthetic, that's it. But sometimes Will will be touching me sweetly or something, and... Or, or like in bed when we're being... Being intimate. But I'll have to remind myself to respond. I'm like, oh, 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 fuck, I need to like respond back. And it, Mm. and I, I judged myself for a long time. I was like, God, you're such a callous bitch you know but Mm. but that taking that self-judgment away like a lot of people aren't sensual and and that comes from being from being connected to your body and experiencing the world around you through your senses and when you when you disassociate that's not available to you Mm. so part of this he and and disassociation happened for me because of the trauma I've been through with with Mm -hmm. the cult and and Gloria's group so part of the healing now is reassociating with my body positive touches yeah they call it and when you're when you are trying to re like positively reconnect with your body there's so many like things that they say that are so simple that you can just like self-massage and also going to get massages anything where your body's being touched like swimming any physical thing yeah that feels good and doesn't it like shouldn't result necessarily there should be separation of like that and sex yes so that like not every um one of those interactions is meant to lead to or does lead to sex. Yeah. Because then that's like a whole other association. But I found that really helpful when I kind of committed to... I did this a long, long, long time ago because I was very much like you. Like, I couldn't even bear to have um, my feet bare. Like, I couldn't have my... I had to have socks and shoes on all the time, even in my really? own house. I couldn't. Yeah. And... What do you think that was, was about? Just, like, trauma and being, like, super like clench everything has to be it can't it was just control and then also you know obviously grounding is is really important the process the process of grounding where you walk barefoot on on the ground is one of the things that they say to do when you are experiencing kind of like out of body stuff but also anxiety 
walking barefoot and putting your feet barefoot um so it was like one of the first things I did in that process of like trying to teach myself to not have anxiety um and it's so beneficial Mm. um so I think that's so cool that you're doing that because it, it really works you have to stick with it but it really does work and it's not to say that you know I don't know I've been thinking I might go and see a sex therapist me too Oh my God, let's do it. Yeah, I want to go to the woman that was on Goop. Yeah, no, not the one that's going to finger bang you. So I don't want her to finger bang me, but I want to go to her and I've already talked to her. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I, of course, you know, I reached out to her on Instagram the second I saw that. And I was like, I don't want the finger banging part, but I definitely want some sessions with you. And I'm really excited, but it doesn't have to be her. There's plenty of sex therapists. But wait, what, when are you gonna do that? Probably in the new year. I mean, I've been thinking about it since we saw that documentary, and that was already like a year ago. Now you're the one that told me about it. For people yeah, who don't know, I've... we're talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's sex documentary, which I thought, which was cringe, but at the same time was awesome. Love, Goop, and Sex. Was it Love, Sex, yeah. and Goop? Or yeah, something? whatever it was. It's on yeah. Netflix. It was a really good show. I thought it, was it was good. Really good there were things that I watched it with my family. And <laughs> I know, we were just, you like, told me. We were, like, screaming I know, laughing. I know. But <laughs> there was some stuff on there that I thought that was really cool um, and really interesting and really good. Um, but, yeah, I think I might go to a sex therapist because I feel like there's, like, a, things that need to get unblocked me and i just too, don't girl. i've tried and i just like don't have the tools me neither I, I don't either and 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 i need to uh do it for myself and my partner <laughs> yeah i just think like you know there's you go online it's like how to get your libido up or whatever it's like you know ginseng i don't know like furiously wanking i don't know there's only so much fucking wanking someone can do <laughs> I don't even do that. Oh, you should. I just, like, forget that that's a thing. Yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean. I've noticed the more the more I do stuff, like, the more active I am, whether it's just with myself or with my partner, the more I want it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, when... when... When Will and I have sex, I'm like, I yeah. want, I like, I like him more. I want yeah. him, I want him more. I'm more attracted to him. I have more yeah. patience. Like, I see him in yeah. a different way yeah, than yeah. when I'm well, not having sex you. with him. Yeah. Yeah, it connects you. And that's the thing. I think I know exactly what you mean when you say that um, when you get touched, you're just like, oh, shit, I meant to respond. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have that. Um, I like, I love to be touched, but... For me, it's like um, when uh, it's like if I feel horny or I feel like I want to do something sexual, immediately I'm just like, yeah, anyway. No. I just shut it down immediately. Like, really? And that's what I need to figure out how to move past because I've just had, unfortunately, I've had really, really, really dysfunctional sexual relationships. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, Like trauma, pure trauma. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that, you know, that's, 
all of my major relationships have been that mm-hmm. um so this is the first time i've ever had a relationship that feels like sexually healthy and and i don't know how to do it <laughs> i don't know how to do it because i'm like oh this is good i love this is fun like right. i'm enjoying sex basically for the first time in like a real way ever but I don't know how to like maintain it. I, I don't know. know how. It's like I'm I'm illiterate. Me too. It's almost like all of the stuff I was meant to be learning because I've picked you know not the best sexual partners. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I learned how to disassociate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really good at that. Oh yeah. Well, to me and I'm sure you're describing the same thing, sex requires disassociation and now that we're in healthy relationships that are based in love and commitment and trust I feel that the Madonna whore complex is in women too because I definitely have the Madonna the Madonna whore complex where I can fuck for days like I'm Mm. great I'm great at that I'm like the best sex you've ever had whatever but but I have no idea how to make love and look in someone's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, you I'm can like... Do, you can disassociate and do, like, a porn star performance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, like, having, like, maintaining... Vulnerable. Yeah. Feeling meaningful, yeah. pleasurable sex. Right. Is not... Yeah. That's that's something that is um, is really interesting, isn't it? That it's like... There's so much. I feel like most of the sex I've ever had in my life has been like me performing rather yes, than. Yes, that's a great me, way to put like, it. Actually having. Giving like, and connecting. Sex. I know. That's yeah. a great word that you just used. It's exactly right. And that uh, developed when I was 14. That, mm-hmm. that was put in place because I decided that that was the way I would never get hurt by a man was to just mm. perform and act <laughs> mm. instead of opening up. But the Madonna whore complex exists towards my partner because I do this thing when I get in a relationship and now I'm fucking married. So it's a whole nother level where mm. if we're casual and I'm doing that, that porn star thing it's great. I can sustain that. But now that I'm committed to you and we're living together and we're discussing bills and money and groceries and you've seen me throw temper tantrums and wake up uh, with my hair a mess and looking like shit and you've taken care of me when I'm sick and and I, I was a bitch the other night. Now I'm embarrassed. All this stuff where you've seen me at my worst... And and I'm convinced that if anybody sees me at my worst, they're going to leave me, which is why I was afraid to get married in the first place. But for some reason, Will just doesn't go anywhere and he just <laughs> stays. That's not about fucking. That's a, there's like all this other stuff. Now that you've mm. seen now that you've seen me that way, I would feel embarrassed to like yeah, let go. Yeah. Let go and get into my sexy yeah. space with you because you've seen too much. And I've discussed this with Will, and that's exactly what exists 
in men in a different way where they see their wife as a saint and they don't want to do the dirty stuff that they fantasize about to their wife that that belongs with someone else this is the reason that people have affairs yeah and I understand it I'm not saying it's the best thing for you or 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 healthy but I see why humans do this is because this is human nature and Mm -hmm. this is where it leads to like beliefs about marriage and monogamy and stuff like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know I'm just supposing the question I don't know if monogamy is possible not that I don't want it of course I want it yeah but I yeah. can see I can see how people get divided in their mind yeah I, and it's so yeah. fucking hard because you're with your partner and you both have these lifelong issues and concepts and beliefs that you're bringing to your relationship and then you're trying to have sex and be connected and and like nourish your romance and keep it alive and oh my god you're like up against you're up against a lifetime of baggage like how do you (laughs) like how do you like embody sexy goddess lady when the day before your husband saw you wake up and like your period went through your pants it's just like when you've bled all over the bed because you got your period you bled everywhere and then you like almost shit yourself it's like how and and then you got drunk and you were such a bitch and then you're like now you're gonna be like and then he's like one of 69 and you're like (laughs) yeah you're like no because you've literally smelled my shit It's so confusing. It's so confusing. Like when you see someone once a week or once every couple weeks, yeah, you don't have you to can like... control it. No, you can control control the situation. Which is but like you... the point of a mistress. Like that is good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we be all of the things? I'm just like throwing all this out there because I think it's good to be honest about because people don't talk about this shit but everybody struggles with it and it's okay it doesn't mean you're a bad person or a bad partner to have these thoughts it's confusing it is really confusing it is like super confusing i i think more of what it is is like so (laughs) okay (laughs) so i'm just like a massive like windbag like i burp and fart constantly it's just disgusting like it's disgusting and I have found it really hard to like fart in front of Alec. I just like cannot do it. And it's been, you know, however long since we've been together now. <laughs> and everyone is so freaked out about the fact that I, that I don't like fart in front of him. Because no, I've, I've, I draw the never, line at that. I no, draw it's the totally. Line. But everyone, it's just not my personality. Like I've literally farted in front of every person. I don't care who you are. I'll do it. Like I'll just do it. But with him, I, like, can't. And everyone's like, why? I'm like, because he's, like, he's so hot. I never would. <laughs> I believe ladies should be flowers that do not um, acknowledge Okay, and that. I think that your, I think your sex therapist is going to tear that fucking right down. Especially that one bitch if I go to her. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the thing. But so now, now I'm, like, freaked out by it. Because everyone, like, Layla said to me the other day, my friend, she was like, you know you're going to leave it too long and then it's going to be weird. And I was like, no, no, because then it's going to be even worse when it does happen. Don't do it, Annabelle. You no. don't have to. So now what I'm I've, in agreement with you. Now what I've started doing is I say, I'm, I'm like, hey, I, I need to do a fart. Can you plug your ears? So he plugs his ears and he hums and then I do a fart. 
Wow. So you've come up with a system that yeah, works. It only works if, <laughs> if you're not sitting on the couch. Because if you're sitting on the couch... You can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I would never, ever do that. I would die before I would do that. And so what? For the next... For the whole life, my entire lifetime, I'm no. just going to have indigestion? No, you just got to let it. And that's the thing. I'm, I can't. I won't. No, we have to. We have no. to. No. Yeah. No. We have to let it go. Nope. We no. We do. No. But what, are you just going to eat Tom's and for the rest of your life? Man, it's been two years so far and it's been... Yeah, and you seem fine. A <laughs> lot, lot of cramps. A lot of cramping. <laughs> Okay, let's go and see a sex therapist. Okay. I will share every fucking... <laughs> well, Me maybe too. not everything, but I will share, as always, 99% of... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Annabelle Jones. <laughs> there might be some private things, which I don't want to share. You'll definitely be sharing those. Yeah. I just wow. have this like impulse of like the more it makes me feel cringe... The more I more want you need to say I'm just it. like, I, this needs to be said. Because I know, I know if my ass feels this way, other people feel this way too. And I need to talk to somebody it's about true. it. Um, okay, amazing. We're going to see a sex therapist. We should probably do the news. Let's do it. It's news time. Okay. It's not world news. It's not important news. It's Lucy, Lucy and Annabelle, Annabelle news. That's fine. Okay. Well, okay, what are you guys. bringing to us today, Annabelle Jones McCarthy? Oh my god! <laughs> what you're gonna find out is that absolutely nothing. Yeah, honestly, it was it was dry out there today. Today's news cycle. Um, and for those of you that only listen to news on our podcast. Um, I'm sorry and <laughs> please God don't send me to hell for this being my contribution to the world Pete Davidson is dating fuck I told you we were going to have the same news I knew it I said it <laughs> it's the only news <laughs> we have the same news Pete Davidson's done it again he is dating again one of the absolute most gorgeous women in the world Emily Rastjowski how does he do it <laughs> I don't know, but I really wanted to share the same thing because we love Pete Davidson. Love him. Iconic king. It's because he's got a big knob. I love him. And I love how much he makes fun of himself. Uh, I know. And I like I like that he can make jokes that his dad died in the World Trade Center. I think that takes really a lot of I haven't heard those. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, it's true. No, did his dad really die in the World Trade Center? Yeah. What do you mean? He was in it or he was on the ground? He was, let's have a look. He, okay. Davidson, dad died 9-11. His dad was a firefighter and he died wow. at the World Trade Center. Oh. I know. Wow. I think that, 
that that is um gosh to be a firefighter Oof. Oof. yeah and he makes jokes about it and he t- you know he laughs about it i can't remember I what they him. were last time i saw it was a like a comedy roast thing where other people they were like they were teasing him about it as well like that's the level of it that he just kind of like he laughs through the pain right yeah i mean you've got to like i started laughing literally like it was like 24 hours after the guys died that i had my first laugh were you serious yeah about what i don't know something like about them probably that was funny i mean my first laugh was the morning of inside um it was this is a long tangent but um thanksgiving obviously we were going to do friendsgiving and alec had this girlfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and she never wanted to hang out around any of us and they'd been together for a long time wonder why and (laughs) what great people um and they've been together for a long time i think she might have been onto something and max had only met her like for 15 minutes in the whole six are you just gonna roll past that and we were just like she's just gonna roll past it wait what i'm saying she was onto something obviously she didn't want to hang out with you no even before I know, I'm just saying. Oh, you feel like she's like... No, it's because she had, like, social problems or whatever. And so we were like, okay, like, we'll make a vegan meal. We'll, like, be super accommodating. Like, we just want her to come and join us. And she wouldn't. And then she said... Then she agreed that she was going to come for Thanksgiving. And we were all really excited. Mm. And um, we'd got, like, vegan items to accommodate. And then... I, when I got home that night, Max came in after me and he was like, hey, Annabelle. And I was like, what? And he's like, you're never going to guess what? And I was like, what? And he's like, guess who cancelled? And I was like, oh, you fuck off right now. And we were like screaming through the house, like laughing about it or whatever. So the next morning, yeah. this is too dark. The next morning, <laughs> as I'm telling this, I'm like, this is Oh, you have to say it. <laughs> the next morning, the, the first person to arrive after my sister at the house was Alec and when I opened the door and saw his girlfriend there I was like "Eh, she fucking showed up (laughs) because in my mind it was like I it was as though I could see and hear Ryan and Max screaming laughing like they had this laugh that they would do that was like a scream so when i opened the door and she was standing there it was just i could just hear max just like (laughs) just like and then obviously immediately i was like back in the room but just for that one little second inside i was like wow yeah but i think probably like within the first 24 hours probably like looking at videos or photos or remembering you know Rem- be somebody saying like hey do you remember that time whatever and then you have a good laugh about it yeah well that's the thing to remember about yeah. any emotion is that it's we're we're not just one thing at a time we're no. so we're everything all at once and i actually think okay i think i like the way this is all coming together i don't know if anyone else is <laughs> this is coming <laughs> in my mind it's coming together yeah um the subjects that we've kind of broached i know we went from like grief and how terrible 
and heavy and like physical it feels I think that's another thing I've really been trying to figure out and learn over the last two years is is like a better relationship with my body which is why the sex stuff is really important because I feel like it completes completes my healing in this really strange way the uh, I haven't been able to cry I've wanted to cry so badly for the last few weeks and I cannot fucking cry. It's so annoying. But then the other night I had the hiccups. On Friday night I had the hiccups and we were laying in bed and Alec was just staring at the ceiling and I like looked at him and I was like, oh God, is he about to have like a mental breakdown? And then he said, like, <laughs> he made me jump and I screamed so loud. Like I got so scared and obviously it got rid of my hiccups, but I just got the giggles, like the most intense giggles like shaking it's like like you know when your abs hurt because you're laughing so much tears coming down your (laughs) face and I woke up the next morning and I felt so good and I honestly think that that giggle attack and that deep laughter like was better than a cry Mm. for my body for my cells yeah it was a release it's so I know everyone's like laughter's the best medicine. <laughs> it's like fuck off. Like shut the fuck up, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just laugh about it. <laughs> but that's so um, true because crying is a release. That's what it is, mm. and laughter is a release. And mm. you're right. I never thought about that, but they are equally as helpful. And sex is a release, and going for a yes. run is a release, and yoga is a release. And it's I think it's important not to just have like appropriate physical releases like go and exercise like go and go for a swim or stretch or take a walk it's like yeah also go and like get your friend to tickle you or go and like masturbate or something (laughs) I don't know like there's other things that we could be doing I think that could probably help us release a bit of bit of tensione it's true and for Pete Davidson it's 9-11 jokes about his dad Exactly. And dating the hottest women in the world. That's the his literal <laughs> hottest women in the world. Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, Kim Kardashian, and Kim now Kardashian. Ratajowski. Yeah, and uh, Ariana Grande said that he has big dick energy. You know what? I feel like I need to be next. What? I'm married! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot for a second. Okay, that was... Ladies and gentlemen, we're many things at once. What do you want? That was one of the most Phoebe Buffet things that you've ever done. You really remind me of her sometimes. You really fucking remind me of Phoebe. Thank you. It was even the way... Okay, everything about what you just did, and then the way you held your hand afterwards and moved your body, it was really strange. Strange. Like, it was like Phoebe from Friends. Oh, Jesus. I don't like referencing that anymore because it's a sign of our age. When I'm like, oh my God, you know that Friends episode and young people are like, hmm? Who? Speaking of... Friends is offensive. Friends? (laughs) It is. They think it's... Younger people think it's really offensive. Why? Because it's all white people? And then there's lots of inappropriate things about gay people and... Well, yeah, I mean, look at anything that exists before the last three years and it's offensive. We're not dying on this hill, Lucy. Let's move on. (laughs) Oh, this is one of the things. Annabelle and I said that we're not... There's a lot of hills that we're not going to be dying on here. 
in the future. And defending and friends. Is <laughs> okay, defending friends is we're not going there. But speaking of age, I have uh, 17 days left of my 30s. I know, bitch. It's coming Woo! up. And I'm so excited. I'm feeling so good. Good. I'm feeling so ready to move into this new age. And I've never felt better. And I could give a fuck about age. Um, I'm just feeling great, excited for life, grateful to be alive. I It bothers me when people go, oh, God, another birthday. I hate my birthday. Mm. And I just think, how dare you? Because mm. we've both, everybody yeah. has had friends that have died young. Mm. And it is such a gift mm-hmm. to have another birthday. Yeah. Do yeah. you understand? Do you understand that waking up today in your bed is a fucking gift? Yeah. How dare that, you? I said that to a family member that. last year who was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm just like, yeah, lucky you. <laughs> lucky you. You should be down on your knees thanking the Lord. Jesus, yeah. I'm excited for another birthday. Frisky so 40. I'm, oh, Frisky 40. I'm just using these last few weeks to be a total whore (laughs) to just be a slut bag in as many countries as i can um but yeah just you know and that's all like getting the sex therapist and talking this stuff out and doing the healing to reclaim my body and associate back into myself and my own feelings and physically it's all just where i want to where I want to be moving forward so oh my god I am thrilled for us to get sex therapists I'm thrilled that your 40th birthday is coming up and that you're loud and proud um you really have great tits and that's one thing that you should just be so like happy about is they're just like they're like big and perky which I don't understand I know I have a perfect body (laughs) really do it's so annoying because you don't do a shred of exercise and you're so lean you've got no the only person that has a better body than me is you no 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 oh yes we just have oh yes we just have very different bodies we do your booty is booty delicious and i don't have that booty so i'm curvy i'm curvy but you're i'm like what's that thing when you're no it's not voluptuous i'm I'm, no i'm skinny thick where you're like tiny but curvy yeah, I wish and I had some of your cushion for the push-in. You're athletic, but you don't do even any athleticism. So. I have a rock hard. I have a rock hard stomach. I know you. You have a very muscular body, and you don't even go for a walk. You know what that's from? Sock and Duke. <laughs> singing. That's from singing. Oh no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's Annabelle. your genetics. I bet your dad's got rock hard abs. Does your mum have good abs? Uh, my mom is the same shape and size as me, but I I've never pinched her tummy. I don't think so. She's never done a sit up in her life. <laughs> so that's where you get it from. Yeah, I bet you your dad is shredded. Like, I bet you he's mean? just lean. Like, there's no... Yeah, he's super lean. Yeah, he's well, muscular. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He's got that, lean. like, crackhead, like... <laughs> <laughs> what 
Well, you know, like, drugged out. Yeah, like they're very lean, like Iggy that Pop. That Mick Jagger. Yeah, it's like sinewy. Yeah, sinewy. Thing. Just it's just skin and muscles. Yeah, it's interesting. My dad doesn't like that Mick Jagger. That like European. Yeah. Which, like, Zara makes clothes for that kind of body that's, like, a long string bean rocker kind of look. Yeah. My dad doesn't have that. He's thick. Uh, He's a thicker guy, but very lean. What kind? Your dad was tiny. He's a thick My dad was very small. He was about one inch taller than I am, about five foot four, I think. And he was very muscular, and he was, like, a little bag of flour with like two long arms and two long legs his torso was a bag of flour. yeah he was just like a little poop of like a half bag of flour and then he had like long really long limbs long of limb it's weird like our arms in my family they're long and for a short person i have long legs thanks to him you do have long legs. But well, we this all, is fascinating but for everybody else. We but, actually uh, do all have a humpback as well in my family. Oh, you all, better watch that. All the women have humpbacks, which is why I'm like really... I'm going to send you a back brace for Christmas. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to send um, you a walking we... stick, you fucking wretched <laughs> We need to do um, listener feedback. Ah, yeah, we do. Let's do it and then end this fucking end one. this thing. End this. Just make it end. Make it stop. Listen, time heals everything, Annabelle. My friend just sent me a message that says, it's of a tweet, and it says, I'm in Paris, and I ordered an oat milk latte, and the waiter said, no. <laughs> love, you, Paris. love you, Paris. Oh, my God. I, I heard from a couple of French friends that were like, I loved your podcast episode. And I was like, so- Sorry. You're she was like, no, it's true. Is she Parisian? <laughs> yes. But did she, was she like, that's true? We're fucking real. She was just like, it made me laugh. I know exactly what Annabelle's talking Okay. <laughs> I need a therapy. I literally had to have a therapy session after Paris. So if anyone's mad at me from Paris, then you should talk to yourself in the mirror about being nicer. <laughs> exactly. It's a you problem, not a me problem. It's a big you problem. Um, okay. <laughs> That sounds like a you problem. I'm going to start saying that. That's genius. Oh, you read the first one. Okay. All right. So we had some great listener feedback this week from last week's episode. Um, what was the title of last week's episode? Oh, um, conserv- <laughs> Scam Servatoire. Did you like that? I loved the title. I burst out laughing. I love seeing the titles because Annabelle and I share responsibilities on the pod i do the edit annabelle comes up with the title which is usually producer paul's job but he uh Had a beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and annabelle when i woke up to that title i cracked up laughing good good I'm i couldn't it. even i couldn't even pronounce it <laughs> i was like how did you come up with that so last week's episode was scam servitoire mm-hmm And somebody wrote us, a listener, and said, Dear Lucy and Annabelle, thank you for your wonderful podcast. My mom is going through chemotherapy for stem cell cancer and has had some rough days. She's been listening to your podcast and it really brightens her days. Seeing my mom smile means the world to me and I'm so thankful that you both are helping her during this difficult time. Keep up the great work. 
Mm. That very touching. Well, we really we don't know the details of your mum's cancer, but we hope that that she's comfortable and happy. Yeah, glad we can help in some way. So sending lots of love. Yeah, love you guys. What do you have? Love you guys. So I totally loved the bit about Giselle being a witch. I love hearing about things like that and I could see it being true. I recently went to a museum near where I live, the Buckland Museum of Witchcraft and Magic with a K. And hearing things about those practices are so fascinating. Love the witchy vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Giselle being a witch is iconic. And I really hope that we get more Giselle witch content in the coming years. Also, this listener, which we would also like to say, um, messaged us to say that she had heard the news about Aaron Carter. And she was his fan yeah. too. And RIP. I don't know if any of you remember our Aaron Carter chats, but unfortunately, he is now dead. He There's no information on his death, is there? He was just found dead. He was apparently, I don't know if this is true, but I read that he was found dead in his bathtub and he had OD'd. Oh, that's sad. I know, it's really sad. That's the second sibling mm. that family has lost to <sighs> drugs. God. Because their sister boy. died 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, and Annabelle and I had plans to go see his nude show in Vegas, but I guess that's not happening. Guess we're not going to see his cock now. Nope, never. R.I.P. Another listener says, thank you for introducing me to the artist's way. I am now in creative recovery. And that made oh. me so excited. <gasps> Love because that. Because Annabelle asked me last time what you can do if you've been through trauma as an artist and you're having trouble finding your fire again. And I recommended a book called The Artist's Way. So somebody was writing in to say that they had gotten the book. And when you read it, you'll learn that that's what, you know, it's called being in creative recovery. So I'm so happy to hear that. That is really, really, I love that. I've been thinking about getting that book too. I've been thinking about getting that book for about 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, if you could just uh, speed the time up that it takes to do this recovery, that would be helpful. One of the listeners says, Hi, Annabelle. I'm thinking of you this month, wishing you the best. I know November is a hard month for you. It sure was for me and my daughter. She worked with Ryan and loved him dearly. I never met him, but we shared emails together. A wonderful man. He's an angel looking over you best always oh sweet wow um and hello i won't say your name just in case you don't want me to but think of you and your daughter often sending so much love to you both um there's another one here you are both so brave for sharing your experiences i always take something meaningful from your podcast thank you both for continuing to advocate for others who are dealing with loss grief and narcissistic abuse i wish you both nothing but happiness and joy thank you thank Thank you you. and this last one says great show as always i think now i understand how difficult it was for people to leave gloria's acting conservatory Mm. they were trauma bonded to gloria that's why and it is damn hard to extricate yourself from that no i'm not a former student but i was raised by two narcissists one of which has since passed and the other i recently went 
no contact with. Everything Lucy mentioned that Gloria claimed in that article is literally off the narcissist checklist, Mm -hmm. taken from the narcissist playbook. I hope SAG buries her. Love to you ladies. Keep the thought-provoking shows coming. Ah, that's great. Wow. So I think that's interesting. I think that's a really interesting comment, that last one specifically, because once we went through the article, I felt like there was a lot of clarity on stuff. Um, And I think, you know, it is natural when you hear somebody's experience to be like, okay, that's one person's experience. Doesn't mean... But when we went through that article and there was all of those people saying, this is what happened to me, this is what happened to me, this is what happened to me. People, even our listeners, are going to be like, okay, fuck, now I'm seeing the whole picture. Yeah, you see the pattern. And you see that it's not just a privileged little white girl and it's not just women and it's not just men and it's not just, there is no, there's not just adults, it's children too. Nobody is safe from these types of predatory people. Um, So I love that comment because I think that it, it really shows that we've reached a bit bigger understanding with what your situation was as far as like the story unfolding goes but thanks for your feedback guys yeah thank um, you so much we didn't really have a plan for this episode we just kind of (laughs) just decided we're gonna shoot the shit and we did and we did you know i was just thinking when you were when we were talking about all of the physical stuff that we the physical feelings, the laughter, the pain, the sex, the trauma, all of those things. And when you were talking about being younger and going to Disney and saying, show me the real magic, I couldn't help but link that to the comments you made about sex and how when I said, like, most of the sex I've ever had has been performing. Well, I feel like what you're saying is, like, you want to see the real magic still mm-hmm. when it comes to love sex and intimacy mm-hmm. yeah um i just think that's really interesting it just hasn't changed since you were five years old <laughs> it hasn't changed and, and wouldn't you wouldn't you know wouldn't you say that's what we're all after yeah big time is real is magic the true the true magic the truth the magic authentic yeah, experiences authentic exactly exactly Exactly. And we're all just big five-year-olds walking around trying Saying, to find it. Saying, I want real magic. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, so, it's there. It really is. You might just have to do some rummaging and see a sex therapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. I love you. I think you look beautiful today. Ugh. I'm thinking of you, uh, we will speak again after Thanksgiving, so we will mm-hmm. hear how your experience was this year. And just to say, I really like what you said about each year you discover new ways of healing. Mm. And and I, I, I like that. That mm. helps. It's yeah. never going to be the same. It's going to present different challenges and yep every year and you just keep collecting the things that work the things that help yep and it keeps evolving and you just gotta evolve with it okay love you 
Love you. Bye, girl. Bye. We love when you stay connected with us. Follow us on Instagram, OKAnnabelle, The Lucy Walsh, and The Lucy and Annabelle Show. And if you love the show, please rate and review on Apple Music. It's